Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's Fixed Shorts with Richard and Jim. Solutions podcast in 15 minutes or less. The problem is us, how to be a better voter. So, Jim, before we start, something a little bit different this week, a commercial for our show. As far as we know, How Do We Fix It is the only weekly solutions journalism podcast around. We're two longtime journalists talking about fixes, and we'd like to build our community. If you want to learn more about what we're doing and how we're building these shows, go to howdowefixit.me, and there's a newsletter attached to the show called The Fixer. It's short to the point, and it lifts the curtain on How Do We Fix It. Also, join us to suggest new shows and get the links to books, authors, and ideas we're talking about. The website, howdowefixit.me. This week's show is a Fix It Shorts. And Richard, for the first time, I'm actually joining you by Skype from my home office just up the Hudson River. Yeah, and that explains the, the different audio quality between right, us. Right, but hopefully it's, it's more than tolerable. So Richard, most of the talk about the presidential election this year is about the candidates, the contests, the issues. But this show is about us. Yeah, and as the podcast host and author Dave McRaney would say, you are not so smart. Right. None of us are as smart as we think we are, even you and me, Rich. I know, so, it's amazing. Incredible, right? We hear a lot about media bias and attacks from both Clinton and Trump. But what about our own bias? So let's start this show with How Do We Fix It? Episode 24, available on our website. David McRaney runs the You Are Not So Smart blog and podcast which is all about self-delusion. What is confirmation bias? Well, it's the method that human brains prefer to receive new information and to seek out new information. So what usually happens is we have an emotion or an intuition concerning something that happens out in the natural world. And then we draw a conclusion about what is responsible for that natural effect or that new piece of information that, that we've run across. And then what we do is we try to seek supporting evidence to make our conclusions seem right or correct. And what David McRaney is urging us to do is, is a thought experiment, asking ourselves what we're wrong about. This is not an exercise to figure out what you're wrong about. It's an exercise to be startled at the fact that you can't think of anything. Whenever you think you have an understanding of something Create an alternate explanation. Instead of creating a conclusion, create a hypothesis. So individuals should use some form of scientific method to question their own biases. For some issues, let's say we're talking about how should we deal with a problem like climate change, it is definitely 
the best way to go because you just let the evidence argue against evidence instead of the emotion argue against the emotion. It's very important that you invite people who will confront you and and try to see their perspective. And instead of trying to argue your case, try to listen intensely. See if you can argue their case for them even better than they can argue it for themselves. <laughs> and, I th- and I think that life is richer when we seek disconfirmation. And I think that everything that's good that's come to me when it comes to um, – my understanding of myself, my place in the world, of other people and what they're experiencing, almost, almost all of it has come at the point of realizing I was wrong. David McRaney on the argument for why he and the rest of us are not so smart. Is Google too powerful for our democracy? That was the title of How Do We Fix It? Episode 11 that we did with psychologist Robert Epstein author and former editor-in-chief of the magazine Psychology Today. And it's really interesting. Since we did that show, this issue has bubbled up again and again with concerns that Google, also Facebook, are subtly affecting the selection of information that reaches us about politics. Yeah, and the key to what uh, Robert Epstein is saying is that you and I, you, Jim, get different information from what I get on my search engine. Exactly. There is a problem here. There's a problem in the monopoly on search that this one company holds and a special danger given that they're customizing what people see. Let me ask you to lay out an example. For instance, I'm a conservative, and ha, for the argument, <laughs> well, for the for the for the purposes of arguments, let's say I'm a conservative, okay. and I'm very much opposed to women having the right to have an abortion. Okay, and then you've got other people on the other side, liberals who are very much in favor of that. How would my search be different well, from, from, say, Google or Facebook or Bing or any of these other outfits? Well, more and more and more, you uh, if you looked up anything related to abortion, uh, you would be seeing things like Fox News stories. In other words, more and more As and more. As a conservative, yeah. Yes, you would be seeing things that, that support your view of the world. And if I went in as a pro-choice person, I would see more and more things supporting my view. So we would be locked into a world of information that just confirms our biases. And of course, that's exactly what psychologists call this. It's called confirmation bias. And people have learned to trust these search rankings so much that they they believe that some omniscient, infallible intellectual force has examined all knowledge and has decided these are the best bits, and I'm putting them in exactly the right order. Well, let, let me interrupt for a moment sure, sure. just to explain what are search rankings. Well, when you type in anything under the sun, in fact, you could type in anything under the sun. You can type in anything. Uh, you get Ecclesiastes, I think, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, depending. But the point is that you're, you're going to see links to web pages, and they're in an order, and that's called the ranking. And that order is determined by an algorithm, which is a very secret algorithm, which is constantly being adjusted by uh, Google staff. It's not transparent. And uh, that ordering, we have come to believe, is somehow infallible. And so as a result, 50% of all clicks go to the top two items, and more than 90% of all clicks go to the items on the first page. So Robert Epstein's research suggests that even a small amount of bias in search rankings can have an enormous 
impact on how people vote on top of the kind of self-selecting that the way search results work. So you're not getting challenged by ideas that you haven't heard before. Yeah, for more of that, go to episode 11, Dr. Robert Epstein. Joan Blades of the group livingroomconversations.org aims to bring people together. She's a progressive and a co-founder of moveon.org, which is a liberal site. Now she's working on helping us overcome some of our divisions. One of the key problems I've seen is that we've become increasingly divided. We don't even share the same facts. And years ago, I was part of a group called Reuniting America. And one of the things I was curious about at the time, and this is 2005, is why aren't conservatives concerned about climate change? I was able to have some really great conversations, and I became good friends with some of the leadership of the Christian coalition. And, and you were telling me that you learned something from them. We all want a good future for our children and the world. And we were able to have a really interesting conversation. And I realized about uh, six years ago, that conversation could no longer have happened. And that's a problem. We need to, to be able to have everyone's best ideas and be able to work together to solve complex problems. One of my friends, John Gable, founded an organization called All Sides, which offers news from left, right, and center, side by side of the exact same occurrence. And you read it and it's, ooh, we are living in different worlds. And what we're trying to do with the living room conversations is we've created a opportunity for people to very intentionally have a conversation with people that have different viewpoints so that it's not all mediated by the press who, you know, they, I'm sorry, but there's a little bit of an agenda there all too often. Right. And once we sit down with each other and we discover that we like each other, that we have some common values, that everyone in the room is caring and intelligent, then we hear each other in a completely different way. That was Joan Blades from episode 43. We actually did two shows with Joan. And I think, Richard, what you and I were both so impressed with is here's a person who came out of a pretty far left worldview, but she had the insight to recognize that she was living in kind of a bubble, mostly surrounded by people who agree with her. And she reached out across the political spectrum and realized it was really important for her to meet and sit down and get to know some people with other ideas from the other end of the spectrum. And I think that's a really inspiring movement and it very much reflects some of the principles that we're trying to express through our podcast. And, you know, one of the people that Joan mentioned in that segment is, is John Gable of AllSidesNow.com, which is a fascinating website which looks at news from different points of view. And we invited John on an episode of How Do We Fix It to talk about what he does. What we started doing with AllSides is we wanted to break that filter bubble. Instead of having people completely trapped in one area or the other, we wanted to make it very simple, very quick, that people could see the top news from the left, center, and right. And so we bring different perspectives. So when there's a breaking news, what's fascinating is that news sources on the left, center, and right will be covering the exact same event, be standing 
within feet of each other, and their headlines and their coverage will be radically different. So on your website, instead of going to the website and, and picking out a news story to read, you have three columns. Left, center, right. Explain what, what's going on there. So we want people to be able to see quickly the differences. And in fact, we will even pick a top story uh, about Obama saying, hey, don't worry about Hillary's emails and I'm not pulling any influence or whatever the latest topic is. Yeah, and what I find fascinating is you have a hard time finding conservative mainstream news sources. They tend to be a little... Uh, fringier, like a Breitbart or a Blaze website. Yeah, it's very interesting. One thing we noticed, Pew did a good research uh, once again, and they're, they're wonderful, that showed that you know people on the left tend to view and get news from more sources than people on the right. And you're like, wow, that's good if you're a left person. But it turns out, because we did analysis on what they were reading, that the people on the left who do see more sources, all the sources they're getting are our left sources and maybe a couple of center ones. People on the right are going to fewer sources, but it includes a left source. Now, a lot of people get their news from social media. What about the role that Facebook especially, is playing in this? That is exactly the right question about what's happening today. Um, there's a, particularly millennials, there's really not a distinction between a news source and some other source. And what happens is that all your friends kind of agree with you. And so you're sharing the same news. And then the algorithms at Facebook begin to notice that, oh, you're getting news from these places, and we'll show you more information and from more sources similar to that. One of the really interesting things about All Sides now is it addresses a problem that a lot of people don't really know exists. But I think it's really healthy for everybody to be exposed to a range of viewpoints, to be aware that there's a range of viewpoints, you know, and, and not assume that because you read the New York Times this morning, you know everything that's important that went on in the world. Yeah, one of the shows that we did very recently was with Alan Dershowitz of Harvard, and he's written a book called Electile Dysfunction, which talks more about the issues than about us as voters. But right at the end of that book, there's something he calls a presidential checklist. And he mentions, he says, you know, all of us should ask ourselves uh, which candidate will best protect ourselves from terrorists and which candidate will improve the economy. And there, there are other questions as well. But one of the points that he makes in relation to voting is that very often, he's voted for a candidate. He didn't like that much because the alternative was even more extreme. And I guess we're really faced with that problem in this election, where both Clinton and Trump have such high negatives that we, we don't really like either candidate that much. But still, we need to make a choice. So this has been my experience my whole life. I very rarely voted for someone that I was 100% enthusiastic about. And I happen to think we should be skeptical of all politicians. We're not trying to change anybody's vote, but we are always trying to suggest that all of us could be more open to alternative points of view. Doesn't mean they need to change your mind, but it's good to know how people are thinking. Jim, and thanks for joining us via Skype for the first time, uh, not in the same room as me. I miss you a little bit, but uh, looking forward to speaking next week. Not being able to look into your brown eyes, Richard, is certainly an, an impediment to the kind of dynamics we usually have in our... Actually, actually, they're blue. So look more carefully next oh, time. Just how observant I am. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 